If you are digging back through the Photo Business Help Catalog, which you must be if you're hearing this message right now, keep in mind that technology changes and our offerings change. So any links that you might hear me mention during this episode you're about to hear may not work anymore. Make sure you head to photobizhelp.com forward slash links for all of our current links and offers. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash links and ignore the things that you hear in this episode today because they might be outdated. Everything you need is at photobizhelp.com forward slash links. And it was just like that split second shot that I feel like most photographers just would have been like, oh, no, I did. I've done everything that we're supposed to do. I'm packed up and I'm leaving. But that was one of my favorite ones ever. This is the Photo Business Help Podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels, from brand new to burnt out who want to grow in business. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. Since starting Jennings Photo in 2010, growing a photo business has brought me so many opportunities. It's changed my life for the better, and I want that for you too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? Then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. With top of the line dedicated web hosting and amazing support, let Pro Photo partner with you to make your website a great one. Right now, for listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, ProPhoto is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code PHOTOBIZHELP. So that's $25 per month, almost half off, for the first 18 months that you try this out. This is hosting with the beautiful templates. The code is PHOTOBIZHELP, B-I-Z, when you check out. So whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code Photo Biz Help. Welcome to the Photo Business Help Podcast. I'm Natalie Jennings. This is part two of a two-part interview with Kate Simpson. If you missed part one, go back and check that out so you can have some context to what you're listening to today. Welcome back, Kate. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So in the last episode, we talked a little bit about how you were inspired to start your photo business and a, and a little bit about kind of how you built things and launch things so that you have this really powerful starting place. I'm curious, what are some of the bigger challenges that you've run into as a new photographer? Yeah, I think without a doubt, like number one is that imposter syndrome, especially with me going from just getting my first camera just a couple years ago, and then suddenly being like, Oh, here I am, I'm going to call myself a photographer now and go charge people money. 
it's a tough mindset to wrap your head around. And I think I hinted at it in the last um, episode as well. But I, I think that's where part of the pause came from and just like admitting to people that I even wanted to start this business because it's like, what are they going to think of me just suddenly calling myself a photographer? And that's part of the reason I feel like I did such an extensive build and wanted to have so much experience behind me. Um, I don't know, I guess partially just to prove to myself that I I had what it took to charge the money I wanted to charge for it and go from there. But yeah, it's imposter syndrome. It's real. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm curious about how you how you did build the portfolio that you launched with. So you had this strategy of going into it, getting experience, building a portfolio in the three categories, newborn, maternity, family, mm-hmm. and making sure like you had a really strong starting point. How did you go about? Do- I mean, I know folks that are new are going to be like, how'd you do that? <laughs> yeah. So I made the decision to do totally free sessions. And I know there's a lot of different ways people go about it. They'll do a model call where they give away like one or five images and then upsell the rest. But I felt like since I was so new coming in and I wanted to have a little bit more control over everything. Um, I opted to do it totally free. So families were easy. I mean, I'm at a stage in life where I know plenty of friends and neighbors that, you know, are good model family candidates. Finding the maternity and the newborn clients was a little bit more challenging just because I feel like once, I don't don't know, when your kids are little, you know, and my kids are little, but when your kids are babies, you know, everybody that has the babies and we're just like a couple years beyond that. So um, I actually ended up reaching out to a doula acquaintance I have that is a very, very busy doula. And she got me set up with most of the maternity and newborn people that I use for my portfolio. And of course, most people... COVID presented a little bit of a challenge. I mean, I think sure. typically um, anybody's willing to take a risk on potential bad photos just to get something. Yeah. But I think some people were a little bit more hesitant about having somebody into their house specifically for newborn photos because this was still like the February, March time period when the vaccine wasn't completely rolled out. Um, so that was a challenge. Yeah, I ran into that too. You know, I really am interested in this approach because I certainly think that prior to launching, so you kind of had a very intentional launch date, you built up this portfolio by offering free services. And I think that that approach is useful on useful to you and it's useful to the industry. I think what happens is folks get really frustrated because people want to, they're so excited to launch and they're so excited to put themselves out there and see if clients will, you know, like what'll happen when I publish my site? Will anyone find me? And like, it's, it's an exciting time. You want to see what will happen next. And it's hard to not put yourself out there, but I think what can damage the industry and what gets people upset is when folks don't have any experience and they're charging money, but they don't feel like they can charge a lot because as you said, you're like, you're still just figuring your stuff out. And I think that this approach of like, let me just privately build up this portfolio and learn some of the things I need to learn and just not have the pressure of charging people. And then, as I said, you put together a gorgeous portfolio. And so now you can, I feel like cross that line where you're like, I'm in the industry. I feel good about asking for money now, but you're not cutting down the sort of industry standard because you're unsure, you know, folks are like, how do I charge more? And I usually my first answer is like, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. And that's I mean, that is something that I thought about, because that's kind of the devaluing the photography industry is definitely a buzzword out there. And I don't think I fully appreciated that when I first started 
diving into all this. But yeah, for sure. I mean, when you've got so many of us that are just starting out that are just putting out charging $100 for a session, it does kind of bring everybody down. And I I wanted to make sure that I didn't do that um, for the industry and then for the people that I was working with myself. Well, and I think it's a fine line, you know, because I, I, in the position I'm in, I want to encourage everyone that's interested in doing this to not only try it, but to know that they can do it, you know, but it, I just really think that the way you went about it is, is a productive, useful sort of approach to it for, for everyone, yeah. for you and for the industry. And, and it's just, um, it gives other folks an opportunity to have images without, you know, investing a lot of money. It's like, you know, I think for the purpose of learning and starting, it's a, it's a great way to do it. And I just felt like, I don't know, I didn't think that I could really call myself a professional to myself or anybody else until I had done so much of that stuff. And I, I don't know, I can't even imagine like the web page I would have been able to build after just doing two or three sessions. Um, and I know a lot of people do start out that way and, you know, maybe get a web page a little bit farther down the road and just rely on their Facebook account and not worry about so many of these things like a CRM and other things that kind of help you run the business and make you more official. But I just felt like if I did it that way, I was never going to really take myself seriously. And it was just going to be a much longer game. So I felt like if I was going to do it, I wanted to like really put the investment in up front. And it is more of an investment up front because I mean, you're already paying for a lot of that stuff, even though you don't have the clients coming in yet. Like I'm sitting here having launched and kind of waiting for that to happen. Yeah, it's more of an investment, but it just felt like the right way to do it, especially with the prices that I wanted to charge. Because I I know a client's not, you know, you're not going to pay somebody that just has a Facebook account the same amount that you would pay somebody that's really established themselves as a professional. Absolutely. And I'm a huge proponent. I mean, in all of my education stuff and the new stuff that I'm launching with the greenhouse, I, I am a huge proponent of foundational work first. So, yeah, you know, you're able to be in a space now where you've, you've figured out your brand messaging, you figured out like the logistics, you figured out workflow stuff, like all these really big things. You've figured out how to use your camera. Now you can focus some energy on learning the business of marketing mm-hmm. your business and stuff like that. And it's, I think taking things in in different chunks, you know, is is really important. But I'm a huge fan of, you know, having a strong foundation to build upon because when you do start to get busier, if you don't have these systems in place, you're like, did they pay me? Do they have a contract? Where's, yeah, you know, and it also doesn't reflect as professionally, I think, on the other side. So I think it's hard. And I remember this. It's so hard to not want to just put yourself out there like immediately. It's very exciting, you know. And I think that there's ways to do it. I actually started a like just a little free WordPress blog. And so before I started my business, I just like would blog photos that I took. Okay, interesting. Just like I was out and I took this photo, you know, and so that was pre Instagram, I'm assuming, right? Because you're 2010 <laughs> that you started. So there wasn't any of yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And it just felt like, okay, I'm, you know, it's not a photo account. It's not, you know, yeah, it just was was a way to get like my work out there and kind of just like practice like putting myself out there but I wasn't asking for money or even saying that I was like in business so yeah I think being ready to be in business is something that I you know really respect about the process because it feels like it just feels messier and less professional when people are all over the place Mm -hmm. in the beginning you know yeah yeah Yeah. and then on the flip side I mean I am a person that like a perfectionist for sure so I 
I had to be careful that I wasn't like building building blocks for three years <laughs> before <laughs> I launched. You know what I mean? Like that's an extreme yes. example, obviously. But um, you know, what's that saying? Perfect is done is better than perfect. Am I saying yeah, that? Yeah, or perfect is yes. the enemy of done. <laughs> perfect is the enemy of done. Yeah. Yeah. I have to remind And done myself, is better than perfect. Yeah, like just <laughs> yeah. do it. Like yes, like build your foundation. Don't skip out on all that. But then at the same time, like at some point you just have to pull the trigger and do it and go back and modify and improve and learn as you go. I'm so glad you said that as well, because I'm also on that side of like, I want it to be perfect before, you know, whatever. And this podcast is a great example. If you listen to the very first episode, I added in a post episode recording. Uh, yeah, I, I remember that. The, where I'm like, <laughs> I sound like an idiot. You know? <laughs> it means to you, you probably did, but to the rest right. of us, you didn't. Yeah. And the lesson there is like, I could have cut and re-recorded that so many times, but you're just not used to your your voice as a, like when you're doing podcast stuff ever until like you just do it long enough and it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But I think that that's such an important thing. Like if you do have the pieces in place, recognize that it's going to constantly be an evolution. Mm -hmm. There's going to be new apps that come out. There's going to be new things that are invented. There's going to be new approaches. And I think, you know, rolling with that and always improving your business. I mean, I'm always rewriting copy and examining like what needs to be improved. And I think that that's also important to recognize yeah. that you do have to just jump in at a certain point when, yeah. you, when you've got all the pieces. And yeah. I had to make a shift too from like feeling like I could just take 60 more classes on editing and composition and you know everything related to actually taking the picture and kind of take a break with that and like figure out the business part of it. Yeah. Because I felt like I could have kept doing that forever. But again, like same thing with that. You have to remind yourself that's a constant evolution and improvement and it's not going to end. Yeah. And I think too, the other piece of like, you know, jumping in is like, you could, you could practice getting very, very good at creating beautiful images in your home with your kiddos. But another part of being a solid business owner and being a brand that people can trust and being an excellent service, especially when you're the only service provider is to recognize that like, there's a whole other side to being a professional photographer that isn't has nothing to do with taking the photos. It's like, yeah, how you interact with your clients, how you handle stress or how you help move things along when you're the one in control of the session and you're in someone's house that you've never seen before. And like, just getting to the point where you can take a beautiful image is a whole other side of the business that needs to be, I, I believe needs to be learned and discovered before you are like, what should I charge? I've been practicing with my camera for two years. But like, if you've never actually put yourself in that situation, that's, that's a big, big part of, as I'm sure you've learned. <laughs> yeah, And I mean, again, going back to this extensive build I did, I think back and had I done just like, mini sessions at the park, just so I had like 10 families that I could throw up on a website. And they obviously were different people and not just the same three people that I took pictures of, I would have missed out on all that. And I would have never gotten to the point where I like did feel confident that yes, I can deliver a good gallery of pictures and not just like that one or two, those one or two money shots that you know, are, are decent, but like something that I'm going to be proud of and that they're going to want. Yeah, that's awesome. And since you're so close to it, still, I'm curious, like what what did that first session feel like to you where you were like walking into someone's house? Oh my, house I'm still like, so nervous every time. I don't know. I, I have to <laughs> ask you, like, does that ever, I can sleep at night the night before. So that's an improvement. But 
yeah, like even this this far in, which is not that far at all. But I mean, I've got a couple under my belt at this point. But yeah, I'm still I still feel like I need to sit down and review, kind of come up with my game plan of, you know, and, and of course the the reality of the actual session always never quite follows that. But at least <laughs> at least you've got the framework in your mind, and when you get to those points where there's a pause, you've got something to go back on. Yeah. But yeah, I was I was super nervous and it helped that they were free sessions that take some of the pressure off, right? Yes. Because if you totally yes. bomb it, then you're not charging anybody money and <laughs> that's that. Yeah. But. but you're learning some super valuable skills because the thing that I think is the hardest part once you have mastery over the equipment and you have a decent style, the thing that I believe I get the most nervous about and the thing that most people do is like am I going to be able to do it like based on like what's going on yeah like, what if and the whatever crying? the session what if throws at you that's yeah what if it's a time. dark room what if it's like you know whatever and I think that that's the part that comes after the the that comes with experience as well but also just getting to experience that before you start really putting yourself out there I think is really really valuable and I think being nervous is is important because it means that it's important to you you know I think that there's a level and I get I still get nervous a little nervous. I don't get that nervous anymore, but I still get a little nervous if I'm doing something, you know, that I don't do that often. For example, I have a, I have two sessions tonight. I have a newborn at home session. And right after that, I have a really big family session, okay. like so extended family. Yeah. And since I've moved fully into family stuff, I'm comfortable with that because I did so many weddings, you know, like over 200 weddings. So it's like, I know how to deal with big groups, but it's not something I do that often. So when the moment comes where we do the formal shot of everybody, you know, cause I do mostly candidates the rest of the time, but that mm -hmm. I still like want to make sure there's like a good place to do it. And that the lights, you know, like it's hard to control a lot of things when you've never been to someone's house and there's going to be 20 people in a photo, you know, like, which is so, part of the fun of it, but also part of the immense fear of it at the same yeah, time. Yeah. And I don't blog that stuff. So you don't see me showing pictures of large families posing together because very intentionally, I assume, right? Because that's not what you want to... It's not what I really love doing. And I don't get a lot of those sessions. But when I do those sessions, uh, I spend very little time on that formal portrait. And the rest of it is is very um, candid and sort of right up my alley. But yeah, I think there's always going to be things. And if especially if it's something you don't do that often, there's elements you can't control. So you, you want you want to do as best you can, but you just have to recognize that sometimes like there's only so much you can do, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think that's why some photographers love being in a studio because it's it's such a controlled environment. Mm -hmm. There's an element that's really fun to having something set up and you know the photos are going to be fun to edit and cool and stuff like that. So I can see why people are drawn to that too. But I think part of the fun for me is that it's always different, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I always think like, although, you know, like a studio baby in a basket thing might not be my jam, those photographers that do that are amazing. I mean, it's just incredible yes. to me how the how they can pull off getting these babies into these positions and getting them sleeping. So that's a whole nother art form in itself that I feel like I and obviously many other clients can appreciate, um, even if it's not necessarily what I'm drawn to myself. Yeah, and being clear about that too. In my early days, there really wasn't much of a dividing line. Like all of this was kind of, you know, t 10, 12 years ago was just sort of like evolving. And lifestyle was very new then, right? Yeah, I, I had to be really clear, like, I'm not doing that you know, cause it was, it was just not what I did. Yeah. But I think, um, I think I learned that lesson, you know, by, by people expecting it a couple different times and then being like, oh, okay. I mean, did you feel like your website and just the, the portfolio and the work that you were showing eventually showed that, or it took more than 
than just that. Yeah, I think I think in the early days, I I've, I was talking about this, I think, on a recent podcast, but just like how how it was really hard to come across like solid education and solid examples. So my business education was the one that was like, where I was like, oh, only show what you want to sell. So then going back and taking stuff down yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and I didn't have, I just didn't have as much of a business education as, I mean, not even close to what I do now. So if I, if I was starting out again and I had like this podcast, for example, you know, I'm sure I would do some things differently, but I don't think I was like, I don't think I was ever trying to like style Ba- newborns too much I was actually thinking about your session how I, there's certain things I would do like do you remember like when Austin like put his head up oh we still I was gonna tell you I mean that picture is like literally hanging out in the yeah. hallway right behind me we still have so many of your images over the years that are up in our house but yeah that's Aww. like one of my favorite shots ever oh thanks and it's probably hard to describe on a podcast but the point of me bringing that up is like I had little and I still have little shots that I like to try, but they're, they're nothing like, you know, like putting a baby in a bucket and, yeah. you know, bundling them up. So yeah, it's just an evolution. Yeah. You know? And I remember, I don't, I don't even know if you remember this shot, like it may not mean as much to you as it does to me, but I believe it was um, Adri's maternity session that you were at our new house for that we live in now. And you had like said, all right, I'm leaving. We got everything. This is great. You're kind of packed up and walking out the door. And Nick and Austin were sitting there at the table and he was like feeding him graham crackers or something. And you just whipped out the camera real quick and took the shot. And again, like that connection, that's what like I'm just drawn to and that I love so much with them like looking at each other and laughing and him feeding him. And it was just like that split second shot that I feel like most photographers just would have been like, oh, no, I did. I've done everything that we're supposed to do. I'm packed up and I'm leaving. But that was one of my favorite ones ever. Oh, that's awesome to hear. And just as a tip for anyone listening, don't put your camera away until you're in your car. Yeah. Just don't because there's always going to be something. And I swear some of the best shots I get are when, when it's like, okay, because everyone relaxes. Yeah. So when people think I'm done, they just like, there's something that changes in the, in the, so in maybe the cut off your session, like halfway through yeah. <laughs> your strategy. Yeah. Maybe end like a few minutes early knowing you're not officially ending. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of ending, we should probably wrap this up, but I, I wanted to wrap the interview by, uh, I, I like to ask kind of everyone a version of this, but do you have any advice for folks listening either about this journey that you're on or just random quotes or life advice that, that you really like that inspire you or yeah. anything that you want to leave with people? I'm trying to think if there's anything I haven't, I mean, I, I want to come back to something I've already said, but that just like, just do it. It's not, I mean take advantage of all that stuff that you didn't have when you were first starting out because it is just the golden age of photography education. Take advantage of it and put your foundation in place, but then just do it. Just like kind of overcome that fear and put yourself out there. And it just, it's never as bad as soon as you're done, then you think it's going to be once you, once you throw yourself out there. Like I was shocked. I don't know. I mean, of course people aren't going to say it to your face, right? But I don't know. Everybody, everybody had a really good response that I told that I was going into it. It wasn't like nobody even looked at you a little bit weird. Like all these things that you envision in your head um, Mm -hmm. just don't really actually happen in reality. So you just got to get out of your own head. Yeah. And the people that are going to be judgy, like that's their issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. One more time before we wrap up, where can folks find your work and get in touch with you? Yep. So katesimpsonphoto.com for my website and kate underscore simpson underscore photography on Instagram.
Awesome. And we'll include all that in the show notes. So if you're listening, probably most likely using your phone, just click that open and you can find stuff really easily that way. So thank you so much, Kate. This is a really yeah, fun thank conversation. You. I'm really excited for you. And it's going to be cool to see how things grow for you. Yeah, this was awesome to connect with you after all these years with you being our family photographer and then for things to kind of come <laughs> full circle a little bit. It's it's wild. But it's I love great. It. Well, thanks for listening to the podcast as well. And yeah. We'll have to catch up again in six months or a year and, and do this again and see where things are at. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. If you're feeling stuck growing your photography business, I put together a list of eight things that since 2010 have consistently helped Jennings Photo to grow. Go to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things, the number eight, the word things, and grab this freebie. It's called Eight Things to Grow. It'll help you get your head sorted and give you a little bit more clarity. You know, I'm a huge fan of clarity around what you need to have in your business. So head over to photobizhelp.com forward slash eight things. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.